0: Welcome to Loving People to the Cross. I'm Pastor Tom Crandall. I'm so excited that you've joined us today. I hope and pray that this word from the Lord encourages you and uplifts you in your spirit. And I hope it draws you to walk closer with Him. Remember, after the podcast, stick around for one more message from me, your host, Pastor Tom Crandall. God bless you, my friend. Y'all pray with me. Father God, we come to you this morning, Lord, as humble as we know how. Lord, we say we love you. We say thank you for opportunity to come into your house, Lord, just to worship you. Father God, this morning I ask that you'll move me out of the way. Lord, let your word be spoke ever so true. Father God, we love you and we praise you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And the church said, Amen. We're entering into a season that everyone says is the most joyful time of the year. Everybody says, man, this is the time of the year to be be jolly and excited and happy. And that's not the case for many. As I began to study this week and, and pray and seek God's direction, and He laid this on my heart, I was like, Lord, this is not a, a holiday message at all. I'm confused. And it was when clarity came when he said, Son, there's a lot of people who are hurting this time of year. There's a lot of people who are broken this time of year. I don't know who this is for this morning, but I know without a doubt in my heart this is for someone. I don't know this morning if it's for you and, and you're just at this wall of brokenness. I don't know exactly what you're going through right now in life. I don't know what it is that you're facing. I don't know what it is that you're battling with. I don't know what you're going through. And again, I don't know who this is for, but I do know this. You're tired of struggling. You're tired. You're wore out. You have fought tooth and nail. You have cried tears nobody sees. You have pressed into the crowd for crying out loud, just trying to get to the hem of His garment. And for some reason, every time you get forward a little bit, the crowd gets thicker. And you've done everything you know to do. As I began to read, one of the go-tos that I often go to when the Lord's dealing with my heart on things is Psalms chapter 51. David finds himself in this unique place where he's broken, where he's hurting, and where conviction is so heavy on him. And he says, you know what? I've got to get to the Lord. I've got to repent. I've got to pour it all out. I've got to get this off of me. But I think so often we get fixed on what David's confession is and what David's repentance is about and we miss something that David says through this whole chapter. Psalms 51 and verse 17, David says something so amazing and we've quoted it and we we all know it, but it's a few words there that I think we miss. And David says this, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, thou wilt not despise. David says, I'm broken. I, I'm hurting. I, I don't know what else to do, but I know that I need to get to you. I know that everything that I'm going through right now, I need you. Whatever you're going through this morning, you have done everything you know to do. I don't know who this is for, but I know this is for someone. God did not give me a specific message and said, here, go preach it. Good luck. Amen? I don't know what you're going through. I know this. You've cried. You've screamed. But when you when you walk around people, you're smiling, you're happy, you're excited. And I want to tell you this. Life is okay sometimes just to say, I'm not okay. You're not always going to be the strongest person in the room. You're not always going to be the one that holds everything together. I don't care what, what life has thrown at you. Nothing is too big for God to handle. So oftentimes, I, I hear it this time of year, there are people who are lonely in a room full of People. They're alone in a room full of people. I'm going to give you all a a statistic this morning that really broke my heart as I began to dive into this. Did you know that 96% of the world's population that struggle with depression and anxiety, nobody ever knows it? Most of the time, it's the most funniest person in the room. Most of the time, it's the one that smiles all the time. Most of the time, it's the one you look at and they're so happy, they're so full of life, and they're so excited. But nobody knows that deep down, they're hurting and they're broken. But I can tell you this, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart. Sometimes when we go to God and we say, Lord, I'm hurting. I'm broken. I can't go any further. I don't know what else to do but get to the feet of Jesus. You say, Tom, I've been a Christian all these years. I don't want people to know that I'm hurting like this. I don't want people to know that it's it's tearing me apart from the inside out. The heck with what everybody else thinks. Amen? Don't worry about the picture that people paint around you because I'm going to guarantee you this. Do you know, and we've talked about this before, so many times in life, pastors are held to such a higher standard. Amen? They're held to such a higher standard that people build glass walls around that pastor. And, and sometimes while he's, he's walking through life with that spiritual lawnmower, if you will, Sometimes it hits a rock, Waylon, and sometimes it hits that glass and it breaks it. Amen? And when it's broke, everybody's ready to be done with them. This morning, you're not in a glass house. This morning, you're around. I want you to look around you right now because you're in a room full of people who love you right where you're at in life. If you're under the sound of my voice this morning, I want you to know that I love you. I will encourage you. I will pray for you. I'm not perfect by any means. I mess up. I am a wretched sinner. I fall short of the glory of God every day. But by George, I will walk hand in hand with you in the secret place. Amen? You're not alone. The holidays is one of the most festive times of the year. It's that time of year where people are excited to go see Grandma, where they're excited to... To, to sit down around the family dinner table and and they're excited, man. They they're just ready. This may be your first year without that loved one, amen. That one that you're 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 so dearly missing. That one that you wished you could pick the phone up and just say, I love you. Many of us have felt that pain, amen. Many of us know that heartache. Many of us know that struggle. But I tell you this, Brian, brother, look at me. Me and you are the only one in this room right now. Everybody else is gone. There's not a day that don't go by that I don't wish I could make that call. Brother, you're not alone. There are times in life where I wish I could just get Get that one more time, that one more conversation, that one more. But then I found something in the book of Isaiah. The other night as I was studying this, and every week I sent all of this to Mason, and this was a last minute thing because I was reading for myself. But in the, the 65th chapter of the book of Isaiah, I found something so amazing that it knocked me for a loop. Like I had to get down on my knees, Josh, in the bathroom, shut the door, and just cry out to God and say, Lord, I repent. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Because it says simply this, Behold, my servants shall sing for joy of heart, but ye shall cry for sorrow of heart and shall howl for vexation of the Spirit. Do you know what that means, that word vexation? Oh my goodness. I had to look it up because I was like, what? What does that big word mean, right? Anybody else ever do that? You have to get a dictionary out sometimes. Amen? But it means this in the Greek Hebrew. It means to be worried, frustrated, overwhelmed. Have you ever been frustrated in your spirit? Have you ever been overwhelmed in your spirit? Have you ever been worried in your spirit? The Bible tells us what? Quench not of what? The Holy Spirit. Amen? And for some reason, when life happens, when stuff happens, we get so concerned about it that we quench the Holy Spirit. Then it brews up in us. Then guess what happens? Frustration comes, aggravation comes. Oh, y'all ain't ready for this one. Bitterness comes. Well, Christians aren't bitter, Brother Tom. Man, let me tell you this. Tomorrow morning you get up and life is just hectic as it is already because it's that time of year, mamas and daddies, amen? It's hectic, it's crazy, it's chaotic because you're trying to get a hold of and do this and do that. And as you're doing all of these things, as all of this stuff is happening, as everything is turned upside down already, the car won't start. You get the car started. And you're you're late to work ten minutes. The boss is mad because you're late ten minutes. Amen. Unless you're on salary, like some folks I know. But even then, it ain't good. Amen. Then then it just throws your whole day in a mess. And you're not the most jolliest, happiest person walking around, are you? Why? Because life happened. Behold, my servant shall sing for joy. Let me tell you something, that car might not start because you might be avoiding an accident on your way. That car may not start because God's saying, I need you to just stop a minute and slow down and spend just a few minutes with me. but ye shall cry for sorrow of the heart and shall howl for vexation of the Spirit. Man, could you could you imagine you go to start that car and it don't start and you undo your door and your neighbor's ten miles away or a mile down the road hear you out in the yard going, Lord, thank You. Thank You for the car not starting, Lord. And they drive by and they see You with both hands raised And they're going to think, man, they have lost their ever-loving mind called Bolivar. Amen? Because some people don't understand the excitement that we should have, but some people don't understand why we're not always excited either. Amen? Because sometimes life is difficult. Sometimes life is hard. Sometimes it gets overwhelming. Sometimes it gets frustrating. Sometimes you just want to throw in the towel. This morning, I got good news for you. You ready for the good news? Amen. We done been through all the long and drawn out, down and out, heartbreaking, overwhelming news. This morning, I want to give you a chance to see clearly. This morning, I want you to be able to take those lenses and I want you to just be able to take and Take that spiritual cloth, if you will and just wipe it off. Because once you can see clearly, look because when the Lord showed this to me this week, it knocked my socks off him. I was so excited when the Lord showed me this because I I, I I was almost so just lost trying to, to to figure out the direction and just listen to him because we've had so much going on this week. It's been busy. And I'm like, man, this is a lot to take in. Amen? This is a lot. But I want you to understand this this morning. You've been in the wilderness too long. Let me tell you something about the wilderness. Does anybody remember the first Tuesday night I came and preached? We talked about the wilderness. Y'all remember that? The wilderness is a dry, desolate place. There's no life in the wilderness. There's no... Food in the wilderness. There's no way you can prosper in the wilderness. Sometimes we think about that, plans for our future, plans to, pro- to prosper us, and we automatically think about our bank accounts and our wallets and, and our future sometimes. But this morning, I want to talk to you about your spiritual prosperity. Not your bank account. not your Not your credit cards. Don't care about none of that. Not worried about none of that. Worried about your your spiritual prosperity this morning. Because I'm going to tell you this, when you get close to God, when you quit leaning on your own understanding, when you start saying, you know what? I don't have this figured out. I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I've done, but I know I've made a mess of things. Then you'll sing with joy in your heart, because you know there's only one that can that can fix it. Amen. And you're like, Tom, you don't know what I've been through. you don't know what i've what I've had to struggle with. You don't understand. No, I don't. I don't. Nobody in this room can compare their struggle to yours and say that they've been right where you're standing because here's the reality of it. Even though they say they can, they cannot. Here's why. Your connections with those people that, it, that 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 you're missing, with those things that are bothering you, with those things that have you broken. Nobody's been where you've been. You know why? Because nobody's ever walked in your shoes. Look at your feet, real quick. Unless you got secondhand shoes on, nobody else has wore those shoes. Amen. Those are your shoes. Those are the ones you walk in. Now look at your hands real quick. Seriously, look at your hands because I want you to catch this this morning. Nobody else has your fingerprints. Nobody else has your DNA. Nobody else has that, that, that fiber of being in them. Nobody else's name is Waylon. Nobody else's name is Maria. Nobody else's name is named Tater. Nobody else under the sound of my voice this morning has the same genetic coding. Hear me out before you put me out. Really quickly, and think about this. I don't know what's broken in your life. I'm not here to fix it. I'm here to walk with you. In case y'all hadn't noticed, I'm really passionate about this topic. Why am I passionate about this topic? Because I've been in that wilderness, I've been in that valley. I've been standing there looking up going, God, I know You're the God on the mountain. (laughs) But right now down here, it's cold and lonely. Right now where I'm at, it's lonely and I'm hurting. And right now, I just really wish you'd stretch forth that nail-scarred hand and pull me out because I don't know where else to go. I want you to look straight ahead, not left nor right, not back, not not anywhere around. I want you to look straight ahead and I want you to take that that path that God has laid out for you and I want you to walk it and endure it. I want you to understand that life is hard. Amen? We can all agree on that. The holidays make it even harder sometimes. Do you know that this year alone it is predicted that 97.3 million Americans will go in financial debt? to put a smile on somebody else's face. To me, that is silly. To somebody else, it may be worth it. Amen? But to me, it don't make sense. To them, it makes perfect sense. Guess what? Their business ain't none of my business. Amen? It ain't my boat to row. It ain't my car to drive. It ain't my roller coaster to be on. I got enough crazy people in my life. Amen? Amen? And Carrie's thinking, you're the only one crazy. It's okay. I understand. But I want you to understand this this morning. It's not about what we give, it's not about what we get. If we do not have that deepened, intimate relationship with God, and we're at the feet of Jesus going, Lord, I don't know what else to do, but I'm broken. I'm hurting. I'm tired of being miserable. I'm tired of putting on the fake smile. I'm tired of walking around and everybody thinking I'm the happiest person in the room when in, the, when, when in reality I am the saddest, most miserable, hurting, broken person around. There was an old song when I was a kid, Miss that I, I don't even remember the name of it, that I began to learn how to play by ear on the guitar. And I remember the opening words and some of y'all probably know the song as soon as I say this. And it says simply this, like a clown, I put on a show. Like a clown, I put on a show. In a room full of people, I'm alone. And you know, I begin to think about that that song sometimes and I think, man, how many times do we as Christians just put on a show? How many times do we put on a front? How many times do we just get lonely and broken and we really forget the promises of God? because in Romans chapter 8 verse 28 it says this and we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God to them who are called according to his purpose we all know that scripture but we miss something there it doesn't say that all things are good it doesn't say everything is going to be okay because you love God it doesn't say that all things are going to be just hunky dory. It doesn't say that life is like a box of chocolates. Sometimes you get, get a really good one, and sometimes you get one that you don't like so much. It doesn't say that. We've missed it somewhere along the way. And we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God. It doesn't say that all things are good. Amen. It said all things work together. For good. Sometimes we get forget there's four in there, and not just works all together for you know good, because all things are good. Doesn't say that. We miss that time to where we realize, you know what? Not all things are good. Josh, I love this old knife. I've had this knife for a long time. This was my daddy's pocket knife. This old knife's been through a lot of trial and tribulation. I don't carry this knife much. You know why? Because I don't want to lose it. And I know me and little pocket knives, I lose them. And you know this old thing, it's still pretty sharp. It cleans out my fingernails just fine when I need it to but the emblem on the front's already gone. Now, if I was that type of person to say, you know what, this thing's broke. It's no good to me anymore. I don't care who it belonged to. I'm going to get rid of it. That's human nature, is it not? We get something and it breaks. We get a tool and it breaks. It doesn't matter who it belonged to at one point in time. It just don't work no more, so we got to get rid of it. What if God said, you know what? You're broken. You don't work anymore. I've got to get rid of you. He doesn't do that. Amen? Nothing you can do can pluck you out of the hand of God. Nothing can come along and say, yep, you're gone. Nothing. But yet we walk around and we we feel like we've got to be the most happiest, jolliest, We've got to put on that smile that nobody else can see through. Can I tell you a secret this morning, church? (laughs) You can smile all you want. You can fool me. Boy, you can fool everybody in this room, amen? Man, it's easy to do. Man, it's easy to be happy when nobody else is looking. but you can't fool God. You can't. It's impossible. It is impossible to fool God. We talked about this a little bit Wednesday night. Why can we not fool God? Because He's omnipresent. Amen? He's everywhere. He's all-knowing. We talked about the presence of God and I, I thought, man... What a joy that it is to when you're in that spot in life where you're hurting and you're broken just to get in the presence of God and just sit there and let Him love on you. Amen? Here in just a moment, we're going to sing Just As I Am. I love that song. One of my favorite hymns. But I'm going to tell you this morning, just as you are right now in life, again, I don't know who this is for. ain't got a clue. Ain't none of my business. I'm just preaching what the good Lord told me to. Amen? I don't know what you're going through. I don't know your battle. I don't know your struggle. You don't have to come up here in front of God, heaven, and everybody else to work it out. I'm going to say that one more time because I I think some people kind of was like, did the preacher really just say that? You don't have to get up and come up here in front of God, heaven, and everybody else because I want to tell you something. God from heaven above can see you right there in that pew and He can hear you right there in that pew. But don't carry that burden out of this church this morning. If you say, I need somebody to pray with me, come grab me by the hand. I'd love to pray with you. If you say, I just I just want somebody to pray over me, we can make that happen. Amen? But don't leave this place broken. Now, I'm not saying it's an instant fix. Amen? Especially if you've been broken before, you know it's not an instant fix. Amen? But let the process begin today. You've been broken for way too long. Y'all, staying with me. Hey, it's Pastor Tom. I hope and pray this message touched your heart. And maybe even today you're asking yourself, do I know Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior? You know, oftentimes in life, we find ourselves in the mix of life. And life is hard, it's difficult. But if you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and today you say, you know what? I want to do that. I want to accept Jesus. I want to know Him on a more intimate level. If that's you, my friend, today I want to pray with you. Simply just pray this. Father God, I know I'm a sinner. I ask you to send Jesus to come and dwell in my heart and to be the Lord of my life. I know that I'm in need of a Savior, and without Him I would be nothing. Amen. My friend, today, if you prayed that prayer, I want to hear from you. You can email me at pastortomcrandall@gmail.com. at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. I want to send you a Bible. I want to send you some, some information on how to continue to walk with Christ. I love you, my friend. All the angels in heaven are rejoicing with you. God bless you.